Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Than Yesterday. One of the things I've started doing in our community over on Facebook is to start um, some live Ask Me Anything sessions. So some opportunities for our community members to come in and just ask me anything about certain topics. And the first topic that I have decided to um, hold a session on is podcasting. This very platform that we are connected with right here. So there are a number of people in our community who have a podcast within them on their heart and on their mind. Uh, and maybe you do too. So this uh, next hour is all about me answering some questions that our community has put to me about podcasting. I've included some of those questions within the show notes, plus um, some questions that were asked live by a couple of great people that came on to the live recording um, and asked me their questions. Uh, if you want to be part of those live recordings in future, if you want to be part of our community, then make sure that you're over on Facebook with us. Search out We Are Always Better Than Yesterday, almost 900 like-hearted human beings from all around the world, um, growing in what it means to be better than yesterday in our heart and our mind. So head over there if that sounds like what you want to be supported with, good people. And the next hour is all about podcasting. Um, we talk about some of the the um, mindset aspects of it and uh, about me being a human and how do I get inspired and how do I know what to say and how do I find my guests and some more of the technical things in terms of the um, the production, the the technology that I might use, the, the platform that I might use, the thinking that I have whilst um, pulling the episode together and some of the structure. So there's lots of goodness in this next hour. Uh, if you have any questions left unanswered, please do email me podcast at abty.co.uk or feel free to DM, DM me on Instagram, which is always better than yesterday UK. And I hope this serves you well in some way. Here we go. Here is Ask Me Anything About Podcasting. There we go. We're live here in the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community. Thank you for joining live. Thank you for catching up on replay. And if you're listening to this on the podcast at a later date, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Uh, one of the things I want to be doing in this community uh, more often is these Ask Me Anything sessions. And rather than having um, just an hour or half an hour of just questions about anything and everything, I thought I'd make it about certain topics because I know that that will help focus the mind, focus the heart, and 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 um, there'll be some topics that you're journeying with at the moment that'll be really relevant. So maybe maybe this one today is less relevant, um, but over the next couple of weeks, I'll be touching on other things such as purpose, motivation, mindset, um, a variety of other things, heart work, heart set, all those good stuff. Um, so today is going to be all about ask me anything about podcasting um i have been podcasting now for four years uh, i have produced nearly 750 episodes the podcast has been listened to in 133 countries i think i think we've hit the top charts the top 200 in 44 countries and um I'm sure I only barely scratching the surface of what there is to know about podcasting. Uh, I do not profess to be a podcasting expert. And I thought I'd give you a bit of a quick overview around how I came into podcasting. So um, four years ago, 
um always better than yesterday had gone a little bit underground i received quite a lot of scrutiny quite a lot of judgment at the police um which meant that i went into my community which is great it was really good because i i just threw everything i had into serving these people behind closed doors but i knew that i needed to come back out in some way and i had this idea as i was driving um up to the airport lisa and i were and the kids were off to florida and i just had this idea of just interviewing good people um interviewing good people sharing them their habits their mindset their stories um so yeah when i got back from florida i started to interview some people in in our in my network starting with episode one with adam boker um that was a facebook live series on a sunday evening um and I think I must have got to like episode 10 or 11. So 10 weeks in, um, someone had said to me, I can't remember who, but they said, I'd really like to like listen to these as I go to work. And um, our good friend, Luke Burrows, he was like, well, you, you could just take the audio from these video files and just upload them to a podcast. And I was like, you are. <laughs> you just like, just said it as if like the sky is blue. I was like, just, yeah, just download the audio file and upload them. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I think I can do that. And then he introduced me to this platform and it was so, so simple. And, and there I went. And, and the thing I'll say with to start with is that if I looked around at other podcasters too long, I wouldn't have started. Like I'd have got wrapped up in this mindset of, well, my, I don't have a microphone. I don't have the technical ability. I don't have the audience, whatever. All of these things I said I don't have. And in the reality, in reality, the best thing that ever happened to me is that I just showed up and just started where I was with what I had. Um, because if I hadn't, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. You know, four years later, I can thank that guy for for doing that. Because I'd have looked around at Heather Parody and gone, "Oh man, look at her background lighting. Look at her audio. Look at her head. She's got proper headphones. I just had like, I just had the basic uh, headphones that came with the iPhone." Uh, and I just had, I was recording straight into my iPhone and it was propped up on books rather than like a tripod. Like I, I had no gear and no idea. <laughs> and, and I think that was a blessing because I think if I'd spent too long doing the research into uh, what makes a good podcast, I'd have gone, that ain't for me. Like that takes too long. So tip number one is always start with what you have, where you are. Um and I think anything that I share, any questions that I ask today, answer today, they are um, they're just going to be little things that might help. They're not. The, this isn't the Bible of podcasting. This is just some things from my perspective that I think might help you where you are too. So I've got questions here from Callum, from Kate, from Anne, and from Jonathan. But if you have a question uh, and you are with us live, please either feel free to jump on this live stream or drop it in the in the question and if you're listening to this on catch up replay or the podcast feel free to email me podcast.abty.co.uk or comment on the low on, on the on the stream that you're watching back on so here we go i am going to answer question one from callum callum says what software do you use for podcasting so i use two main uh, software so luke burrows recommended me this platform called anchor.fm so anchor like the thing the boat drops dot fm foxtrot mic um that is a platform which i can only describe as being the most simple thing ever so 
I remember at the very start, I tried to just set up my podcast on Apple iTunes and it was, it was nuts. Like for some reason it wasn't recognizing, like I couldn't even get past the, the create an account phase. Like such was my limitations, I guess. Um, but the best thing about Anchor is you create one account and it goes, oh, don't you worry about that, mate. I'll go set you one up on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. I think I think my podcast is now on 11 different platforms. Nothing to do with my, my own doing. That is the great work and the great help of Anchor. I am not paid to say that. I am not sponsored to say that. I have no benefit in telling you that. I'm just simply sharing what um, software, what platform I use. Um, the benefits to me of using Anchor is simplicity. I imagine that I don't get the level of analytics that some other platforms get. I imagine that there are other benefits that, that paid platforms such as Libsyn might give you. By all means, do your research. Um, all I'm saying is that Anchor removed all of my barriers to entry and made it super, super simple for me to get on and publish an episode and have it distributed in as many places as possible. I'm sure all of the other platforms do that these days, um, but I don't know enough about it. Question number two from Callum is, how do you record the podcast? Well, if you've listened to my podcast, I've got two types of episode. I have um, the interview sessions, which in the early days, I'd have downloaded the MP4A file, which is the audio file from the video. Um, so, so they are the early um, files for uh, episode one all the way through to episode 61. So they're audio files stripped from a Facebook video. From episode 62, I have used Zoom to record the interview conversations. So I use Zoom. I push <laughs> like I did at the start of this one. I went three, two, one and record. So I, when I record the Zoom conversation, um, I can go into my dashboard and it creates two types of files for me, the MP4 video file and the MP4A audio file. So um, I'm fortunate enough now to have someone in my corner to do the video um, stuff for the podcast. Again, that didn't start until episode 105, 106. So again, if, you know, two and a bit years into podcasting, I then start to make better use of the, the video asset. But I always downloaded the MP4 file anyway, because you'll see on YouTube, I think Callum um, really likes going back to the start of my YouTube channel because it, you can see it, it's there. It is just a upload of the video file that was from Facebook. The first two minutes of me going, oh, hi, welcome back. You know, I'm just going to invite some people because it was a Facebook conversation. You know, it's two minutes of me just chatting shit. <laughs> How's your weekend? How you doing? Oh, hi, Bill. Hi, Nathan. Like people coming on. It is not what you would expect to be a good podcast. The best thing is um, I did enough of them and it got me far enough away from the from the beach, shall we say, to to have started a good journey. And uh, so, again, just drop perfectionism. I, the, the, the thing is, the thing I've come to realize is that when we create from the heart and when we love to express, we almost do not need to judge ourselves for the first 50 times that we do it. Because, because naturally, as human beings, we're experiential learners. So we're always going to be learning and growing and improving. But I tell you what, 
if if we use our mind to pull apart all the things we could do better, it may actually take some of our motivation, our will, uh, our enjoyment from the process of creation. You know, the same thing for Lisa when she does artwork or when she sings. The same thing for me when I podcast is that if I can just do it for the enjoyment and um, and just share it for the fun of it, then I don't really need to be judging myself for it. Because if I'm human, which I am, I hope, uh, I will be experientially learning anyway, learning, growing and improving. Um, so if you're creating anything, give yourself the grace, the space and the opportunity to, um, to just do it without self-judgment and just trust that you'll, you'll learn, you'll grow and you'll improve anyway. And I'm welcoming my good friend, Nathan Todd to the, uh, to the show. Nathan Todd, how are you brother? Yo homie. I just didn't want you to sit here by yourself. Oh, uh, well, good mate. This is being recorded. Are you happy to be present? Yeah, we're good. Happy days. I love you, mate. Um, you uh you're a very good podcaster how do you how do you feel about some of the things i've been saying today about podcasting yeah dude <laughs> i love that you're like yeah if i looked at heather parody and yeah. looked at all that stuff i wouldn't have got started and i think it is start where you're at yeah i'm like dude i don't have a regular schedule for my stuff i'm mm-hmm. like do i want to have a conversation Oh, I met this person. I think we should have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's one of um you know, that's one of Callum's questions. He says, How do you get guests? And you know, in the very early days, it was, you know, when when you start to understand the type of podcast you want to have, you can then go, right, okay, well, who, you know, who am I gonna have conversations with that about? And then you start to see them everywhere. And then, and then, you know, I remember seeing this amazing lady that's just joined the show now. I remember seeing her speak with a good guy called. Um, I remember seeing. Oh, I'm getting some feedback. I remember hearing Cat speak with um, Justin Court, and I was like, "Who is this?" Because like we are like light-hearted, like-minded, like hearted, like minded, like. So I remember going straight to speak with with Cat, and then I was like Heather, and you, and it was just like when you start, when you know the type of people you know, without a face, but, you know, just the type of people, you find them everywhere. Kat, how are you? Muted. There you go. I'm good. I'm so happy to, to be actually joining something live. I, I'm always only watching the recorded versions of things. So this is pretty cool. I'm so happy to see both of your faces. Likewise. Good to see you. And um, yeah, so I'm doing Ask Me Anything about podcasting. Is there, is there a podcasting in you somewhere? Um, isn't the question how many? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. I, I um, am trying to figure out, you know, I, I feel like when people have messages, um, they never want to just stay on one platform or in one medium. And so I think I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to start doing things in podcast land but not overextend myself by doing like a podcast and a, and a YouTube channel and a newsletter and a social media. Cause I will burn out and um, I'm not willing to do that to myself anymore. So I think I'm trying to figure out like where in the universe of mediums, like, do you start? Do you, like, when do you transition? How can you not take on too much, but be able to be consistent? Yeah. 
Um, so that's some of what I'm thinking. So, so my perspective on that is that so often as people that want to, you know, serve an audience, we go to the audience and say, oh, how would you like to consume our stuff? Which is great, but it's not the method that we would intuitively choose. So I, the thing I've said to Heather in the past is that there's such a paradox with community leadership and, and, and speaking because like it's, it's, we, we know that when it comes to it, it's nothing to do with us. It's about the people that get the experience. But at the very start, it is 100% about us because, because the more and more we can make it about us, the more effortless it will become when we go to those spaces and places because we've decided the message we want to share, the reason we want to share it, the platform that lights us up most when we use it, and then the people that receive that, it, then it becomes all about them and, and how they can benefit. But it's interesting. So I think, you know, Jonathan Darling, he, he posted something recently saying, you know, I like writing, but I also like speaking, like, like which one should I do? And I was just like, well, you know, you, you can make it more efficient by, you know, you could do your writing and then speak it as a podcast. You know what I mean? Like there are ways of, of doing um like piggybacking piggybacking i think so you know so every now and again i'm making my coffee and all of a sudden i'll have like a wonder post come to me i'm like go type it out and then i'm like well that's a podcast episode so i'll come up here and i'll add that around it too and it's just like oh you know because yes there might be some people that consume all of my content instagram this that and the other but the reality is people go to each, you know, different channels for different reasons, um, different experiences. And, um, you know, so it, whilst it might feel like you're having the same conversation to the same people, in reality, the people are experiencing it in different ways. And I think this is what you and I spoke about in the, in the, um, in our personal conversation, Kat, was that like the paradox is that a podcast, you think you're talking to an audience, but your audience is never more than one people, one person. Mm-hmm because it's such an intimate experience. Like I would never sit here with a group of friends and listen to a podcast. Therefore my audience is always one person at a time. And I think that's so, um, when, when I think when podcasters really get their head around that, you can, you can dance with the intimacy that that brings, but with respect, because there's no point just chatting shit for the sake of it because you're wasting someone's time like it's not a self-indulgent platform it's one where you have to be super respectful of the person that you're engaging with um even though you may not actually see them it's very very powerful and the other thing just additional to that is i've realized that these are little time capsules for us to be experienced by people that would never meet us you know my great great grandchildren for example can listen to one of my podcasts in and get to know my heart like, how fascinating is that? Like a little timestamp. That blows my mind. Callum, welcome, mate. Hello, hello. I was Callum. watching and I thought, well, what's the point <laughs> when I could just jump in? <laughs> you got FOMO. You got FOMO is what you're basically I did. I did. I did. Um, Callum, I've answered a couple of your questions. Did you hear from the start? Yes, yeah, been here from the beginning. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. Pl- I'm interested in the platform because I think you can do so much when you have a recording, you know, a recording and and the audio, and then the little snippets that you can take off of that and share across all your platforms. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of trying to write something, then record something. It's. I think Gary V had a a deck yeah. 
Okay. Yes. So yeah, go and go and check out Gary V's content strategy and, and what he also describe is a pillar platform. And that pillar is your long form content. So it may be um, it, for me, it's my interview. So for me, my interview is my long form. Um, the so the long form is the main piece of um, content that then gets me a podcast from it and it gets me a YouTube uh, episode from it. And then what he talks about in his strategy is you can get micro content like your favorite one minute clip like your favorite quote your quote cards um you can get a 10 minute highlight reel um you can get blog posts um you can get a variety of uh, waterfall um so, so you, you can literally get so much out of one long form piece of content and it just it's just learning how to so for me i've got a process now with my guy who does my video assets where i will uh, fill out a template, fill out a form that just says, here are my show notes. Here are my clips that I think would really work for the one minute clips and the Instagram reels and the stuff. Um, he'll pull out some quotes that really resonate and then we'll do graphic cards. Um, and I think I get about eight or nine pieces of content from him every week per episode. And that's our personal agreement. So I think there's a question in that you sharing that too. So obviously I don't think that started for you in the beginning. So what did that process look like for you, for somebody who's just starting? So in, in the very early days, it was just crude podcast and YouTube upload. So Callum's gone back. He's looked at episode one all the way through to episode 61. They are just MP4 file uploads of a Zoom conversation uh well even the first no first 61 but they were facebook lives so the, there's there's no kind of like hey welcome to the podcast we serve hearts and no it's just straight in yo <laughs> how's your weekend you're right you know <laughs> i'm gonna send some invites now two minutes of me just chatting nonsense <laughs> uh like i say it got me far enough from shore that i couldn't turn back and see the land so i was i was invested and committed by 60 you know that, that amount of time um and then in terms of the so from 62, that was at the point, Nathan, where I started to do my own one minute clips. So I would go back um, and do show notes. So I would listen back to the interview. I would then timestamp some stuff like it becomes really easy once you start you, once you start doing the process. I'd timestamp some key parts of the conversation and then I would go. Right. So this is this is the question that Callum's put his what's your process once recorded so i'd get my mp4 file i'd watch it back and i'd go this is a really nice one minute clip which i wanted to put at the very start to be the hook for the for the podcast so i would go into i think it was just imovie i'd clip that bit and i'd make it like a one minute video file um which i could export as a video and an audio that would go as the one minute audio at the start of the podcast Without complicating things too much, I learned a process where I could use Microsoft PowerPoint. Again, this is the limitations of my, my skill set, right? You could probably do this in Canva now. But I did a square slide with captions at the top. We just said, like, um, I don't know, let's just say it was uh, Nathan Todd and it would be uh, sexy and disabled, right, as it says on his hat. And, and then it would be um, with Nathan Todd at the bottom and then it would have his clip in the middle. And that would be my first venture of doing it myself. Like I am not that guy. Like I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. I don't have the skill set. Um, 
but I'm persistent and I'm stubborn. So I, I, I tried to figure it out. I figured it out. Um, and I, I must have done about 40. I must have done that for nearly a year. Again, these are incremental things. Yeah. I didn't have any of it at the start. Incremental things. Yeah, go ahead, Kat. Um, I just had a, a quick question. Like that's a that's a really efficient, I think, model of like how to get the most out, like get the most content out of a chunk of content. Yeah. Um, is there another model that you're aware of that's more like I'm gonna create like hyper particular tone or visual or messaging? Um, sorry, the leaf blower guy just showed up. Um, <laughs> for like social versus podcast versus but like they can all hang together in the same message universe or do you not have super distinct audiences for whom that kind of differentiation would matter i don't know am i explaining myself clearly yeah um so the purpose of my social media content is to either help them or direct them to the long form. So everything, so my strat strategy, if that's what we want to call it, is to give them something that in that moment is on its own, standalone. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Or they're like, I need to listen to that full episode. You know, so I, I, I will be, I'll be having those two things in my mind as I, as I go through my production thinking, right, what in this episode is going to be a great hook? Or what in its standalone is like a slap in the face, like, wow. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that is in itself a one-liner that's just gone straight to my heart and mind and my day's different because of it. Um, in, so are you talking about how they are visually consumed um, or are you talking about the purposes of those content? Um, I think that like one of the things I'm struggling with is because my message of, you know, you belong yes. at, at its root, literally I'm working with like everything from the military to college students to yes. single moms. And it's like, I'm working with them being like weird and hysterical. I'm working with them being super crazy professional. And I just feel like there's so many modes and so many audiences hitting so many sectors I, I struggle to figure out, well, do I create a newsletter that's more like getting at this aspect of it, like human rights, and that is meeting those people. Because I feel like if you do everything in every medium, it's too much of like the kitchen sink. So I think I'm trying to create simplicity um, yeah. in the, right? Because this matters to everyone. Yeah. Um, but, I, but the more you go, this matters to everyone, the yeah. more it's diluted, uh, diluted, not diluted. Um, so, so, so I, I think, I think there's two things that are coming to my mind and I'll invite anybody else to contribute if they want to. But for me, if you look at the macro long-term of your podcast, you can have an engaging conversation about the you belong topic and it will all make sense over the long-term. So my podcast in the very early days, there's clearly no niche because I'm talking about always better than yesterday. So if, if, if there is a niche, it's people that want to learn and grow and be better, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, I'll have anything from a, um, you know, a, a UFC fighter to a TED talk to my son. To, so week by week, you're like, well, this is, there's no consistent theme to the type of person I'm bringing on. 
But the thing that a friend of mine, Claire, said last week, she said, you know what I love about your podcast is that mate, I probably wouldn't listen to some of these people. I wouldn't go and find them, but I always learn something. And, and I guess, you know, that, that, that's, that's fine for me because I, I love having that conversation about being better than yesterday, the long-term hyper big conversation, lifetimes worth of conversation. Whereas would I then market some of my newsletters? Maybe your other methods are an opportunity to have a more personal two-way conversation, but so much of the promotion of a podcast is a one-way kind of like, Hey, letting you know that this stuff's here. Hey, letting you know that this stuff's here. Come and look at the long form. Come and listen to it. Come and be transformed by it. But when you want to have a two-way conversation, maybe that's your opportunity to be about a theme or a topic. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, can I throw something out here? Yeah, go ahead. So I would think of it in terms of, so the, the main thing is you belong. So what are, what are pillars that you believe in when it comes to belonging? And then like, once you know what the pillars are, every person, wherever they're at in life, have a story and a journey with one of those pillars. So whether I'm the military guy or I'm the college student, there's something that we share in our humanness when it comes to belonging and it's about for me about expressing that in the conversations that you have no that's great yeah having like maybe gateways of experience into it that that resonate with people Mm. ivana great to see you how are you i am absolutely phenomenal um i'm gonna be heat pressing my own shirts from now on so printing my own shirts and i literally just got the stuff dropped in the middle of the room that i'm in right now so i'm looking at it and i'm stoked love that i don't think you have met cat before cat ivana ivana cat nice to meet you nice to meet you too good 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 i see you're repping your own t-shirt as well yep don't clip your wings to fit inside the box box. yep let's go yeah, so I'm I'm super excited because it's going to open up a lot of avenues of different designs that I've come up with that no one's ever seen because I couldn't make them or have them made in bulk. So I'm going to be printing my own shirts from now on. And the way it happened is absolutely amazing. And yeah, <laughs> I, I shall make space for that conversation another time. I really look forward to hearing it. Is there a podcast in you? Is, is there one with curiosity that you're? Yes. Um. I have wanted to do a podcast for a while, uh, but I found myself kind of two ways. One is super hyper and it sounds like I'm fake, um, where it's just like, hi guys, oh my gosh, this is so cool. That's the way I talk to normal people when I'm super excited. Or I go the other way where I'm very calculating and I'm super boring and it's just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And so I'm trying to figure out one how I would start it um, because I've heard of the pillars. I don't remember what the pillars were, but I know there's something in there because amazing things keep happening. And I just want to share them with people to offer encouragement. And I don't know how to do it. And one of my questions was, how did you go about sharing your story? Did you tell like 
everything in one podcast. And it was just like, this is me. Hi. And then you had little bits in your other podcasts or do I save like little bits of my life, little stories? My husband's looking at me. Tell you what, actually, I will hop on another time and we will do a conversation because my husband just like walks through the rain to bring this stuff to me. And if I don't come out, he's going to be like, really? He gave so, you the eyes. Take- yes, he gave me the eyes. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I'll answer your question. Take care. Okay, bye. So to answer Ivana's question, um, how did I share my story? Um, I started by sharing other people's, you know, that's, I'm not saying that's the right or the wrong way. It was just, that's just the way it happened, you know, because I was in a phase at the time where I felt really judged and scrutinized by the police, but I knew I needed to get out of my cave in some way. So by bringing somebody else on, I felt like I was public enough, but highly, you know, this is just on real talk. This is just where I was. And then I got a point to to a point where I started to share my own why. Um, And that's how I phrased it as my why. and, And I just helped people understand a little bit my my why and um wasn't the full story but it was a it was a it was packaged in such a way that everything kind of made sense and it was what i wanted to share in that moment um i think i think there's value in, in sharing stories but um it's it, for, for connection for for intention purposes only you know I, I think um i think brene brown says about um not people earning your vulnerability. I think she says it's people earned your, I don't, I don't see it as a, an earning, but it's a case of well, what is my intention for sharing, you know, and, and I haven't really found that the, the, the great need for um, sharing my story on too many occasions. Um, personally. Uh, Callum also asked the question, what's your process once recorded? So in terms of the zoom, I, I, I take the files um, and then when you upload in Anchor, it just it gives you an opportunity to either record directly into the web page. So you it would just say um, record now. So you'd use whatever you'd use the microphone on your computer. You'd use the microphone in your headphones or you plug one in. Right. And I'll talk about some tech in a minute um, and you can speak straight in and then you push stop and it gives you a little file. And then you can upload a file too. So what you get is this kind of cascading little blocks. So you're almost building an episode. Um, so for me, it would have been a, an intro block, a podcast, the, the full form conversation, and then an outro block. And then I'd push save and it would pull it all together. And it would just say, right, do your episode title, do your show notes. Um and it says, well, when do you want to publish it? So you can publish that straight away. But for me, what I will do on a Monday night or a Tuesday morning, I will schedule that podcast to go live 6 a.m. Wednesday morning. That's just my choice. I've, I've decided that consistency for me is, is every week, every Wednesday. So it, the, the, the thing that that was really good is because there are some days I can't be bothered. Some days I don't want to, but I've made a commitment. And I think sometimes that commitment to get it out on Wednesday may made me sit in this chair on a Tuesday night when it would have been easier to go to bed. Uh, just a little bit of accountability. When I say publicly, I'm going to have a, have a schedule. It's just, just helped keep me to that. Um, uh, what else? So yeah, you can schedule. So the other types of episodes. Just, just a follow-up question on that. Yeah. For, for, you do it weekly, right? Okay. You know, is that the best once a week or is it just what you what you think you feel like or you know what really just train your audience more yeah. to what so, podcast so, is coming out then so i'm not really sure what best is in terms of outcomes 
but I think for me, the, the, the biggest thing is that we get to define consistency. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So if, if every day for, for three months and then never again, like, you know what I mean? There are some people, and then there's a lot of podcasts that don't get beyond 10 episodes. You know, for me, I'm giving myself the, the deadline of I'll stop when I stop enjoying it. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm still enjoying it and, and, and it gives to me in ways that, you know, I don't expect, um, podcasting is a very difficult platform to be transactional and ROI because I have no idea the ROI, the conversations that I've had, the friendships I've made, the beautiful people that I'm now talking to having a Hollywood star on my, like, I can't, I, I can't tell you the ROI. I can't quantify it. Um, but I know that I'm infinitely better for it in many, many ways. Um, so uh, in terms of my process, so I started after about two years. So I think just as we went into the pandemic, I started to do daily episodes. So I'd do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And that was a huge gift to me because it was a, an opportunity for me to record a little five minute snippet about my ideas. And I think the thing that you and I have talked about Callum is sometimes clarity comes backwards Sometimes if we speak and share enough, we can look back and go, what do I keep talking about? What are some of the themes in the messages that I keep saying? And I can look back now at my near 700 episodes and hopefully they're going to write my book. <laughs> hopefully those 700 episodes are going to be chapter headings of, of my book. You know, I'm, I'm sure I've repeated myself a couple of times, but that's the gift I've given myself now is I've almost put a brick down every single time and now I can look over the wall um just because that's that that's the the great thing that even just documenting you know here's my thought today and and i think it's surprising how easy it is to do that as long as you keep yourself inspired you know i know that if i dry up of ideas the minute i read a book listen to a podcast watch a youtube channel or a ted talk the ideas come back so i know that I've always got like a notes page on my phone going of, oh, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. Um, and then I just get in front of the microphone and I'll record four or five ideas in one batch morning and I'll schedule them then um, for for the week, uh, which is great. Yeah, go ahead, Kat. I was just going to ask, um, how did how did the like Facebook community um, come into being and like what do you understand the relationship to be between your listeners and yes. the community so the community um so my wife was a network marketer and she had a downline of about 300 women and in the evening after my time at the police i'd coach her women and not necessarily on how to sell mascara but more about um mindset confidence those sorts of things and after i'd coached about 30 to 50 women um, I was able to just create this group and invite people along, you know, just to have it as a shared resource um, in terms of sharing some things that would be helpful as well as connecting them with each other too. So it started with the early days of a community um, rather than me having lots of one-to-ones, I created the possibility of one-to-many. Um, it was then after a year is after a year, I then interviewed members, um, which then became my podcast. So the, in terms of the connection, it's less now because of how big and broad the, the podcast has gone. But in the early days, it was our podcast. 
it was our community it was our members um I love that though it sounds like the podcast like emerged out yes. of an actual community that's yes. really interesting because I feel like now it's like I want to use the podcast to create a community yeah. so it's really cool to know that it can go both ways that was my experience yeah so, so Adam Boker good friend of mine from Australia episode one um you know episode two friend uh you know and, and every now and again comes uh, an opportunity to speak to someone beyond the platform which just takes it to another level and and you know i try i tried not to just spam invite everybody into my community because I've, I've tried to let that be a personal choice to join um and then that's when it starts to create a bit of a separation between those that have been on the show but aren't in the group but but the way i see it is always that I'm bringing great people to my community, which first originated within Facebook. Yeah, that's almost like my home base. That community is the start, it's the founding seed. Yeah, that's super cool. And I think maybe especially it sounds like it, it can be a um, almost like a watering hole or a gathering space for yes. people <laughs> like randomly connected with for consulting purposes <laughs> or who you've coached and it, it feels like it's helpful to have like a centralized thing not that they have to be part of but to know that that there's a way to regather people um yeah. i think that a lot of people you know if you engage them in more one-off things or short-term term things they want to stay connected but if there's not an actual mechanism for that um yeah. it, it's really hard to just maintain those one-on-one -on -one relationships mm -hmm. yeah yeah um callum your other question is how do i prepare for guests um it kind of varies and, I, and, and, I, and i've i've tried to resist having a structure too much um because i i i really believe in the value of conversational i think that that feels very authentic when you listen to it at the other end um, you know, I've been on shows where they're clearly just reading to me a bunch of questions, um, which, which is fine, but it, it doesn't ever segue nicely. It, it's all right. My next question is, and it is what it is. Um, so my, my preparation is just to have a few things in, in my, in my early days, it was just simply this, tell us a bit about your story. Tell us about the good things that you do in the world. And what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you? Those are like my three milestones that I was aiming to get through. Uh, at whatever point um, I've learned that 20 minutes is too short and anything beyond an hour is too long for my personal conversations, just because, you know, I'd, I guess go to Joe Rogan if you want longer ones, but um, yeah, I, I was certainly never going to be having four, three, four hour conversations um, just based on the way that people would use, you know, listen to the, listen to the episodes, 20 minutes, you don't really get to the depth of conversations. And then maybe beyond an hour's, maybe it's not specifically focused enough, is, is my reflections at least. So I've always gone between kind of 35 and 45 minutes as a, as a nice little sweet spot, really. You get some real depth. You, 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 that gives you space at the front end for them to be able to tell their story without me thinking, shit, they're waffling. Like they're going, <laughs> they're taking up too much of my question time. I can't get my question in. I can, you know, I can let them speak. And then, Either I can go to my questions that I'm thinking about, or I can just pick out, you know, they, they might almost set the agenda by what they say at the start. Um, 
you know so if cat's coming on my show we might i might you know she might say oh she's director of belonging and instantly i'm thinking about right well what is belonging what does belonging mean to you uh she might say that she'd had ten thousand coffee conversations in a store but in a starbucks well, all right right well tell me some learnings and that and you know it so it, it's being able to when you create clarity on your own framework column you'll start overlaying that with what they say and you'll see the opportunities when they come up yeah um for example i had someone on my show last week they're an author they usually uh, if they if they're kind enough they'll send me a digital copy of their book and I'll just go to a couple of places. I'll go to the acknowledgements because I really want to know like if there's anything in there that's a unique acknowledgement. Like I want to know. The th so for me, my last ep in my last episode, um, Michelle Johnston, PhD, um, her acknowledgement was to New Orleans. Um, and she thanked New Orleans as a place where she didn't have to be perfect. I'm like, oh, like we're having a conversation about that. And I think, you know, that's really, I don't try and intentionally be different, but I try and intentionally have conversations that they haven't had before. So I try and create a personal experience. And so I look for that. And when, so when she's talking about thanking New Orleans, I'm like, right, let's have, let's have a chat about that. Um, so I look at the, the acknowledgements. I look at the chapters because I can't read a whole book like that quickly. And truth be told, I read that book. I looked at that book 15 minutes before I was about to interview it. It's shoddy. I've built the bad habit of not needing to prepare anymore because I've winged so many conversations that it's really, really bad. It's really, really unprofessional. I'm just being honest. I've got very, very good, too good for my own good at being able to prepare for a conversation last minute. One of these days, and quite rightly, I should get caught out. Like I should fall flat on my face. I should fail. And it, it would hopefully teach me a lesson. But I, 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 because I've done so many now, I can get away pretty quickly with looking at the chapters, right? Okay, the general structure of the book is self, others, legacy. Great. Okay, well, what are some of the chapter headings? Oh, there's something about tissue box boss. Cool. I'll ask you about, you know, and you just start to see these things. There's something about belonging. There's something about, um, legacy there's something about um you know and and, and then i'll let right and I, I just i just have that down so it's almost creating mile markers that i can almost thread the conversation without being too rigid uh, honestly you listen to my you listen to episode 184 with um uh, michelle K johnston next not next not this week but next week we sound like best mates. We, she, it, honestly, like we had a great conversation. I was on top form and I'd only had 10, 15 minutes to prepare for a conversation. It is shameful. I should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> um, so number one way to do a podcast is just to wing it. <laughs> if that's the only thing you take from it, do you know, I think it's be present, be present and enjoy the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, right. I was just going to ask real quick. Did you say that during the pandemic, when you started doing the daily rhythm, um, that those episodes were much shorter? Because I think I'm also wondering, I'm not necessarily wanting to only have like a format with guests. Yes. I want to have some flexibility to be able to be like, 
oh my God, this random thing just happened with Noah. And 100%. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like be able to just almost leave like a voicemail length. Um, yes, Like exactly direct that. person without having it be like a, a structured conversation. Do you have like a ballpark understanding of how long that sort of thing thing goes? Or what would you say about that format? Until, I, until I've said what I want to say. It's like that one idea, how do I get through it? You know, so here's my notes page. So this is my notes um, and they are just, so anything with a green tick is where I've shared the idea. And, I, and I've just got, this is, this is 2022 only, hang on, there you go. So you can see you that, are. you know, this is, um, these are just my ideas. So sometimes I'll be reading the book. Um, so again, they just go on forever. And not all of, not all of them make it to the podcast but I've built the habit of writing down my ideas and I've built the habit of, unfortunately I have to take my phone to the shower because in generally I have to jump out of the shower and write it down. Otherwise it's like, but it's, I've built the habit of having that there and um, means I've always got content ready. Should I need it? Um, so what's my, one of my, um, here's one here, right? Let's just take this one. <laughs> right. Also, sh showers, I, I call them think tanks. Like yeah. those are the first, the first think tanks, right? Yeah. So I was listening to um, a podcast with Rob Bell recently. He was talking about um, our understanding of creation and efficiency. And he's like, we've got it wrong as humans because you think, you know, this is the notes I've got here. You think about the amount of sperm that never make it. Think about the amount of seeds that are trees produced only to produce few trees. And and then so 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 I write down his idea and then I riff off the back of it so I'll go well what does that mean for us in terms of you know our own kind of team leadership like we're, we're all winners baby we're all <laughs> winners this is it we've already got the ticket but you know so I'll take I, you know I can take someone else's idea and go well okay Rob's talking about that in the context of you know artwork maybe or creation or and, I, and I'll go well in leadership perspective, you know, how are we supposed to think that our teams are going to get it right and perfect first time? Where's the space for kind of, you know, and it's, you know, that's just one example of the things that I've, I've written down. So I think that if you're journaling or if you're just living life and you're paying attention, you'll always have an inspiration for an episode. But if that episode is just you talking to the mic and you're not having a guest on, do you think people's tolerance is like five minutes or you know what I mean? Like for the length of time, if there is no conversation. Well, so if you listen to a lot of other podcasts, a lot of them can be an hour of their own talk. Mm -hmm. So, okay. it, you know, they, they, they'll be taking you to a sermon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you know, so a, a lot of the feedback I get, I guess this might be a biased sample because they're always the positive feedbacks rather than the ones that never come back. But, you know, it, it, they, they often say, um, oh, I think I've frozen. You're going, you're good. You're Wait. good. No, you're not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so Kat, another person to check out just to see a sample of that would be Lewis Howes. He does a lot of that style of interview along with his uh, guest interviews oh i think i'm back yeah where he's just talking straight himself yeah mm -hmm. can you spell his name for me yeah i'll put it in the chat thank you am i back 
Yeah. Yeah, back, Ryan. yeah. So a lot of the feedback I get uh, about the little ones specifically, they're like, I love it because it's just like, it sets them up for their day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's always um, something that either sets them up for their day or they just get in and get out and they've gained something. It's like a little nugget. It's just a really, you know, and, and for me, it's a really nice way of being able to package an idea. Like I said, like a chapter. Yeah. So you might, uh, Monday, C, Tuesday, L, Wednesday, I, Thursday, C, Friday, K. And, and you then introduced someone on the journey over a five-day period about your click framework. Yeah? And you might then be able to, um, you know, riff around the stories of, of C, the story, you know, Ace. Oh, you know, you, we, so then you've, so then you've, introduce the idea of click to your audience so that there's this underlying understanding then you can reference back to that in future say oh you know we had, had this experience this is exactly what it means to you know live this part of the framework and i saw this play out and it was super cool and you know and here's what i've learned as well and it's great because um like i said sometimes it's being able to get i think sometimes for us to express ourselves helps us find the clarity we need and I think as long as you give yourself the grace to just document as you go, I think, I think your audience enjoy growing with you. I think they, the, the greatest gift I've given myself in my community is that I'm growing with them. I'm walking this journey with them. Um, I'm just the one that happens to be responsible for setting up the, uh, the, the thing and, and sharing the stuff frequently. Um, but I'm learning as, you know, and, and I think that's, if we were looking at kind of like funnels and stuff, I don't really like that type of speak, but if we were looking at funnels is that the reminder is that a lot of this is free content. So in receipt of it being free, I hopefully gain some grace for it not being perfect. I mean, if you want to pay me loads of money, then I'll put more effort into making it, you know what I mean? Whether that, I'm joking, but maybe I'm not, but like, that, that's it you know but it but it's it's a free content and, the, and 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 as long as we remember that we can use it we can serve with it but we can also gain from it too mm-hmm. um gain from the ability so you know that um so musicians before they play glastonbury here in the uk which is just down the road for me they will play a little venue in a little town nearby me um just to check out their set list make sure it works see the reaction um people before they go on big stand-up comedy tours they go play the little bars and clubs podcasting's like that for me like Mm -hmm. i'm practicing talking so that whenever i get invited to do a keynote you know they're getting the polished version of the thing i've been refining for the last four years to my podcast audience i'm I'm perfectly cool with that because i know how much i've given for the love of it for free Mm mm-hmm uh how do i get guests callum you've also asked how do i get guests well um i'd love to say that there's a science to this there's just be a human you know and i think um i'll tell you about the specific how i got the oscar winner in a minute but i can't tell you what in that message worked but so often it's a case of um show a genuine curiosity and interest in them and their topic and then try and hook your topic into their topic and say, look, I, for example, 
Kat, Nathan, you know, on the show. I love the fact you talk about uh, belonging, for example. Here at Always Betting Yesterday, I would love to help create, help inspire leaders to create the cultures with which you speak. Love to have you on and have a conversation. Um, you know, so I, I, I try and I try and show a why I'm really interested and b how I think my audience would benefit. Um, I then follow up now. I didn't in the early days because I didn't have any of these, in, you know. But I, I'm I'm able to say who my audience is. I'm able to say um, what I'm trying to help and encourage and inspire with them. Um, I'm able to say where I'm listened to in the world. Um, and I'm able to say who my previous guests have been. You know, these these are things now that have been made possible because I've been in the game long enough. Uh, in my early days, I was very grateful to be on the receiving end of someone that just took a chance, that there are good people out there that are givers that don't want anything in return. And, you know, there are people in, and, you know, it's fair enough. They've got, they've got to be economical with their time, but they will filter me out because my audience still isn't big enough. You know, and that's the reality of it, you know, um, means I've got some nice refusal letters from people like Brene Brown and Barack Obama and Adam Grant and all these wonderful people. But they filter out if your audience isn't beyond a certain hundreds of thousands, then they can go on shows all day long for guests that do have those types of audience. Um, but then all of a sudden you get an Oscar winner who doesn't have that process in and, and how his production, his PR company took a punt on me. I don't know. Sometimes there are people that are willing just to say yes. Um, in my early days, Paul McGee, great author and speaker here in the UK. I must have been about episode 25. My audience wasn't big enough to warrant someone like that. But they do. And then Bob Berg comes on and then John Gordon comes on. And then before you know it, I've got three names that I can start using uh, to people in their network. Um, and I say, oh, you know, I've, I've recently had John on. I know that you're friends and it'd be great to have a conversation. Um, again, you kind of learn as you, as you go and I still I still get ignored. I still don't get responses back. Um, and, and sometimes I get responses back from people going, Actually, do you know what? They're really busy, but we wish you really well with your, you know, what you're doing. We love the sound of it. I hope it goes well. Um, but to, to directly answer, how do you get your guests? I don't, I don't get them. I, they have to, they have to give permission. Yeah. Well, worst case scenario, they say no. 100%. Best case scenario, they say yes. No one has ever gone sod off, mate. Your platform's rubbish. You're chatting nonsense, and we certainly ain't got time for you. Like, no, like no one's come back and said that. No one ever. Um, I sent off an email to Matthew's publicist, um, who also represents a lady called Jamila Jamil, who's British, does wonderful things in America with the mental health space. So I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. I said I'd love to interview your clients, Matthew, for these reasons. So also, I wanted to. The angle I took with Matthew is I want to. I, I, I always bet and yesterday I love the idea of legacy and, uh, and I really want to understand the legacy of his Just Keep Living Foundation. And then with Jamila, I wanted to understand about the importance of, of women's mental health and what I can do to help leaders support women with mental health. Either way, I was on a Zoom call and she emailed me back this simple sentence. Jamila's working, but Matthew's, bit, uh, Matthew's free. <laughs> <laughs> My heart rate didn't return to normal for like two weeks. It was like, what is life? what is life but yeah 
Isn't that also part of it? I feel like in all of these sorts of like, we're all creating things that don't currently exist. And there's only so much strategy that you can bring to that because we're not, it's not just like I pick up a pen and that's completely under my control. Like we're working in these complex environments with people who have their own agendas. And I think there's a certain amount of just trust that you have to have that if you're making the invite in a good, in good faith and the the right people are the people that respond at that time. And that's what you work with. And I've never been like, oh, I didn't have this caliber of platformy person. And so my value sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, with yeah. who I did have on, because they're like on the C string. And I've never had that experience. It's it's I think you just get matched up with with the people who are open and ready to, you know, um co-contribute. Um and I don't know, that's just been relieving to me because you can get stuck in all of these like ideas of what success markers are like, oh, when I get Brene, when I get Brene, my podcast will really matter then. <laughs> um, you know, it, I, don't, I just don't think that's I agree with you. that's accurate. Something went wrong. Please. Try uh, it. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the most common the most common question I got after Matthew was who's next. And, and I think. Anybody that asked me that question misunderstood why I podcast to begin with, which was to have great conversations with great people. And it was never to be about the Hollywood A-listers to begin with. So I was quite happy going back and interviewing whoever I had on next because it was never about the big guests. It was never about that. It was always about having good conversations with good people. You know, my son is probably my favorite guest today. I'm sorry, guys. I know you guys have been on, but he, he was one of my favorite today. Why? Because it's a very intimately personal one. And, and how... how and what it means for me to be able to look back at that episode, let alone have other people be inspired by it. Um, so, yeah. So, again, I think, you know, combination of how do you prepare for guests? How do you get guests? A lot of it is just the, the, the way I see it is having great conversations with great people that I just happen to be sharing that conversation with someone else. I'd, I'd want to have that conversation with the three of you anyway. I just happen to be creating a win-win scenario by by sharing that with other people um you know and you know what like it's put me on a zoom call with people that i would never be able to otherwise if i didn't have this excuse called a podcast yeah you know john gordon ten thousand dollars an hour coaching well i've had two interviews out of him i I ain't got 20 grand you know (laughs) and so yeah over time you just got this wonderful excuse to have great conversations with great people um, see, I think that's it for me, Ryan. That's kind of my hook for it. Is like you know my my Facebook group and my network. Not a lot of people are on, on these journeys or having these level of conversations. So if I can take these level of conversations to them, yeah, you know what I mean through the the almost it's a small network I've got in this kind of space anyway. But with the people I know, but even if you know I get six seven people, then I'm taking those quality conversations to. Yeah to my group and that's going to make it better you know yeah and and that and that's it so the way that you kind of described community earlier cat is almost like i've created this group and this is a bizarre way of describing it but i've gone right we're on an island i'm going to go off the island and look what i've brought back and it's like sometimes i'm coming back with a cool person sometimes i'm coming back with new insights sometimes you know i mean and it's and it's that 
I, I, I always see that I'm coming back to the island and it's like, guess what great resource I've got for you now? Um, guess what great human I've got? Guess what insights I've got? And, you know, and, and so Kate um, has asked a question on, um, she said, what's the best way to get reviews and ratings to grow the audience? And, and this is, there are people out there that sell this as a strategy. Um, and I really struggle with it, but I intellectually get it. I've never done this, but I intellectually get it, which is about um, in the very early days. So if you want to boost the algorithm and get iTunes's attention, you, you post three episodes in one go, you get everybody to leave five-star reviews on it as soon as you possibly can, get lots of subscriptions. So you're almost maxing out that, that window of, oh, here's a new podcast. I didn't do that. Like mine's been like a slow trickle, like, you know, but there are people out there saying I can get you into the top charts within X amount of days. Fine. But those people, I, in my experience, I've watched them not do an episode for a year. So do it, but don't be motivated to do that only. Um, so if you've got mailing lists, if you've got social platforms, build some hype. So got a new podcast coming soon. Here's smart work, maybe. And then like, build some hype. Here it is going. You know, here's the first three episodes. Please do subscribe and share. And, you know, if you show me you've done uh, your sub, if you show me you've left a review, I'll give you a free whatever. There's one company and I didn't like this at all, but they gave everyone a $10 Amazon gift card for every five star the review they got, which shows to me how hollow and superficial the charts really are. Yeah. But it worked. I hate it. It worked. It worked. They got lots of reviews. They ended up on the business charts. Soulless. <laughs> Soul, soulless. They, you, you can't look at that with pride and go, well, because you bought it, but it yeah. works. You know, so take the principles and maybe not the, the delivery. Um, yes, go ahead. I have a, just a really quick um, technical question. Please. Like, is it just asking for it if you are trying to film something like we're going on, a, you did walk and talks. Like, what if, like, is that just madness in terms of like audio quality if people are not sitting still in front of a computer, you know, stationary in a decent room? So, so Gary Vaynerchuk once did a series of recordings on his phone whilst on an airplane. What he was showing is that you don't need to be perfect. People will listen. Okay. But what, what, what I would personally be worried about is I'm taking advantage of someone's tolerance. Have I invested enough into their tolerance? Do they have enough grace for me? And I yeah. wouldn't start that way. Um, so certainly if you're going, you know, somewhere, you want to be getting a mic with like one of these windproof things on. It's like a fairy cat. Yeah. If you can get a mic with like a windproof thing on, then your audio quality will be better. Um, you know, uh, my first 61 episodes were a complete breach of podcasting rules because I was not tradition. I wasn't doing things by the podcasting playbook. My audio wasn't a microphone. It was on a, it was on my headphones. It was probably brushing up against my face every now and again. Um, but Hey, I got far enough away from shore as I keep saying. You don't need a great microphone, but if you do want one, um, you know, basic USB, I think Blue Yeti's, a, what do you use, Nathan? 
So mine is a toner. Um, here's what it looks like right here. Yeah. And price region. Um, shoot, I think that was sixty, seventy dollars. Yep, that's about the same price as my first one. It comes every, you know, sometimes they come with like a boom arm. Um, uh, yeah. So you, and they they USB plugins. They give a bit better audio quality. Um, not necessary. I think you know the the iPhone had the phones are good enough as long as they're not scraping on your face. Um, the the reason I've got this this is a Rode. Um, uh, uh, what was what was it called? That's a big boy mic. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's a Rode NT1, um, and it's it's uh, not USB. So I've got a um, like a interface. Um, the reason I got this specifically was because my wife was recording worship uh, songs for church um, during the pandemic, so it made sense. Um, plus, I you know wanted just to invest, but I would have been quite happy to get a Blue Yeti, um, which is around about one hundred and twenty dollars. It's USB compatible, um, really really good quality. So I, I guess a lot of other people are using Shure S. Where's my Where's my video gone off? Oh, there we go. Uh, sure, S H U R E. I think you know most kind of new podcasters, or or uh, I'm seeing that a lot on the video. They're almost like the tubular mics. And yeah. I think that one, the M7. I think it's model M7 is the USB one. But they have one that's not USB and one that is USB. So yeah. Um, Kate, what hardware? Callum, got to go. That's all right, Matt. I think I've answered all your questions. Thank you for being here, pal. Really appreciate you. Uh, if you need to go, feel free to jump off, you guys. I will wrap it up in five minutes. I've got a few more questions here. Um, Kate says, is a producer required if you want to do it right from the start? My, my interpretation of the word right is there's a difference between being sound engineer professional and just being able to get a podcast out. So if you if you want to do like a full sound engineer and and have production quality and and have audios and intros and jingles then then i'm not your guy like to talk to you about that <laughs> um i'm the kind of guy to take advice from if you just want to get started and improve it and tweak it along the way um it, so so kate your definition of right from the start is probably the most important and if you really want to go in high end high quality Yes, a producer would be useful, but not required. Um, in terms of the structure as well, so I didn't say this when Callum was on, but the structure of my podcast, um, we, we kind of have sections. So it will be a, a little intro clip that captures the attention. Then it will be a generic kind of welcome to the podcast. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders. Um, thank you to our sponsors. Again, I didn't have sponsors for two and a half years. That's only a recent thing. Um, but it's entirely possible if you end up building an audience that really resonates with a, a company. Again, like I, I created this arrangement with a local company. Um, so I was able to speak directly with him saying, look, here's my audience. Here's where I'm being played. Um, you know, and uh, if you want to sponsor it, then I'll say something about your services every single time. I'll add your website link every single episode. And we just created an engagement. Did he come to me because of he he spotted this podcast? No. 
human being to human being when let's collaborate because I believe in what you're doing. Yeah. So, so often we might think, oh, I'm going to put all this content out and some company might approach me to collaborate. No, the only collaboration requests I get are in my DMs and they're usually for like women's jewelry. Like <laughs> I certainly haven't had many people come and go, hey, can, can we be featured on your podcast? It's a reminder that this is only sponsored because I have a human being who believes in what I do and I've helped him in some way. So it's entirely possible, entirely possible. And, in, and it's certainly relational rather than, than, than marketing. Um, what else? Anna said, how do I decide which guests to choose? I think that's kind of come really with just having an understanding of what it is that I like to talk about and just being curious. And those people kind of present themselves to me. They're everywhere. Um, what motivates me for my interviews? Again, curiosity mainly my, my curiosity i'm a curious human being and uh i think once you start to have great conversations with great people like what what a joy right what what pleasure best microphone i don't know and your answer to that uh this one works for me but it's it was around about 350 dollars you don't you don't need that level of investment into a microphone again this was mainly for lisa to be able to sing um i just happen to be able to use it now more often than she does now that she's back in church <laughs> uh so that, yeah you get a hundred you know my original microphone was about 69 pounds um that was good it was fine um so yeah and lastly jonathan says how do i get such an amazing accent to come through on my podcast like yours <laughs> <laughs> and i i said to him i said to him the feeling is very much mutual so what what we should do is like swap audiences. Like you should speak to the Brits and the Brits should speak to the Americans. And, uh, and then we wouldn't have to desire somebody else's uh, accent. Well, you know, what's also interesting about that is um, a friend of a friend had a best-selling book that they wanted to turn into an audio book. They would not let the author read her own book but because they said people don't want to listen to women. And they don't want to listen to women because of the pitch of their voice. Yeah. So there's something sonically about higher voices yeah. that not that people don't like as much, which doesn't mean that's an insurmountable obstacle. But I think that there is probably research like you've got a couple of advantages just like out of the gate yeah. with the with the I would say English accent, but I know I have an Kat, American. Cat Moore, can you promise me something? Yes, sir when your book is published that you are the only person to read that audiobook you know what i i'm gonna have it in my rider right up front just you know because i feel like that it's such a nasty like that's just so bottom line right that it's just like but that's not my voice you know and don't we have a right over our own words you know to come through our own vocal cords so the you know, the law of diffusion of innovation. Have you ever seen that? Simon Sinek uses it in his TED talk, which is like this. Um, it's almost like a Gladwell kind of distribution of um, the, the tipping point. Uh -huh. Well, what I've come to realize is that that second portion, those people who need to see to believe, like we, we need to focus on the first 12 and a half percent who are in it for the early adopters. You're early adopters, so they're your innovate innovators and your early adopters. Those people are what I call those engaged at the heart, right? They're your they're the ones that want to connect with the author, with her, with her story, and 
um, too often people focus on the tipping point mm-hmm. and they miss. So they, they'll, they'll, they'll engage the 37 and a half percent of people that, you know, intellectually wanted the book, but maybe not Cat Moore's voice versus the 12 and a half percent that oh, love right. it so much. And then the ripple effect goes, but that the only, that's, that's how we make sure that we get the right people there first is the heart first, isn't it? And you know what, what phrase I've been thinking about lately? Like when we think about like audiences and like who are our tribes, like all these things, Dr. King has this phrase in his book, um, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. That where he says he's focusing on the creative minority of the concerned. <laughs> and I'm just like, that, that to me is like, who are the, so you're looking for a minority. You're not looking for a mass market for mm-hmm. one, right? Or like the lowest common denominator, whatever that even means. But you're looking for the people who care yes. and are willing to co-create with you. Yeah. And um, that to me is such a, a much more helpful mm-hmm. and it doesn't identify you with certain like labels, right? If that's about a, like a, not just a heart set, but what are you ready to do? Yeah. Like, what are your boots ready to do on the ground from that space? And that can collect people across any sectors or industries or interests or reasons they're coming to it even. Powerful. I've often said that our hard work is not for everybody, but it's absolutely for those who need it. It's that, isn't it? Even, yeah. if, that's, even if that's one in 10. Even if that's one in, one in a million. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Any more questions while you've got me? Well, I got to jump off. I have a, another, another call. I'm so sorry, but can, can I just, I'm so extremely grateful, Ryan and Nathan, for both of you and for creating this space today and um, anything that I can do to, to help support both of you. Um, you know, you know where, you know where to find me. Yeah, I know where to find you. The best thing <laughs> you can do uh, is to bring your gifts and your voice and your, your thing to the world, Kat, because I believe in you wholehearted. Thank you. Get it done. <laughs> right, I'll right, leave you guys too. Peace and love. I'll let you drop off. Have a great rest of your week. Take care, Bye. guys. There we go. So, what great human beings. I'm glad that um, we had some people join me live. So, I wasn't just talking um, to myself. Obviously, I'm not talking to myself because I know that I'm talking to you too. Uh, um, so, if you do have any questions at the end of that, then please do um, do just message. And if there's anything maybe that I've not expressed clearly and you still have questions, Maybe there's something I didn't make space for, then yeah, start a conversation. And, you know, some of the other things maybe I've not covered in terms of like, how do you grow your audience? Um, how do you, um, you know, it's, it's a real strange thing, this podcasting platform. Um, in the early days, it's quite, it felt quite hard to, to, to grow and you, you never really know who's listening. And, and, you know, I might look at my dashboard and I said, oh, I've had, I've had 30 listens this month, um, you know, and you don't know whether it's good, whether it's resonating, um, which is why you just got to continually have a conversation with, you know, your audience, um, whoever they may be, just always appreciate the one listen, always appreciate the ability to speak into that person's day that they've taken the time out of their day to spend it with you. And, and you know, if you don't appreciate the one listener, you'll, you'll <laughs> more of the same will never be enough. You'll never appreciate the hundred thousand listeners. Um, the 1 million listeners. So, you you know, start with a heart of appreciating anyone that listens, anyone that takes the time, realize the significance of the time of day that they're sharing with you. And um, 
you know, I think one of the things about interviewing other people is that you get to um, invite their extended network to your um, audience. So, you know, as you continue to grow in either episodes or interviews with other people, um, you will constantly be tapping into networks of them who might then come and go, oh, who else has he had on and, and or she had on and, 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 you know, that goes once you've got a body of work and, and you've created a number of episodes, people then can meet your work. And uh, I guess it's like going to Netflix now with a whole series of being able to binge. Um, you know, it's great, isn't it? Uh, that you can go and binge some of the content. Uh, but often it starts with, you know, engaging your mailing list, engaging the people rather than trying to build a new audience. Um, just continually grow and nurture and support those who already have, are invested in you, your message and your network, whether that be your through your business, through your family, through your social network, through your club, whatever it might be. Start where you are with what you have and who you've got. Paddy's asked about what do I need to get started? If you're assuming that you're listening to me on a phone, that's all you need really to get started. You can record directly from your phone into Anchor.fm. You can use your iPhone headphones, assuming that's what you've got or whatever headphones came with it. And that is all you need. Um, the things that would help your journey be more effective and efficient from that point onward is being really clear on the types of conversations you want to have, either individually or with other people. Having a... Um, a general consensus of what people are going to experience listening to your podcast, the things that they're going to hear, the things they're going to gain, hopefully, because that will help them do two things. One is um, help those who want that experience find you. And secondly, help you continually be inspired and curious and searching out the content and the right guests that you will put on your platform as you continue to, to grow in it. So I hope it's been useful. I hope it's helped. It's a lot longer than what I imagined it would be. So if you've made it to the end, thank you for taking the time out of your day. And until next time, my friends, uh, I hope you enjoy our podcast. I hope it, it inspires you still. Um, I'm not stopping anytime soon because I love um, I love what it, it gives both you know me and the many people that, that now listen. Thank you if you've been um, part of the journey since the beginning. Thank you if you've been part of the journey for the last three days. I will never take for granted your time, your attention, your pushing of play. If you've got any guests you'd like to recommend me having on, do let me know. If you'd like to ask to come on, do let me know. And um, until we speak again soon, my friends, always love.